Fake Gamer Bro. I'm your fakest gamer bro, Jackie, aka Jax. Pronouns they, them. And I'm here to talk about mobile games I love and hate and love to hate. And uh, actually kind of have a switch up. I know it's been a while since I uh, put an episode out. I've been trying to figure out how to best go about it. A lot of stuff's been going on. You know, it's the hell times. And I decided to add co-hosts. So one of my co-hosts is uh, Justin here today. Justin, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? What What kind of games you like? Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Justin or Tensei or Hitoshira, depending on where you found me, because I'm very bad at branding. Uh, I am mostly PC, but I kind of dabble in the mobile space uh, a little bit, not quite as much as, as Jackie does, Jax, whatever. <laughs> Jackie, a.k.a. Jax. See, we're, neither of us are good at brands. That's yeah. my brand is two names. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I'm the one who does the the video editing where I just slap B-roll over everything and call it good. I mean, it is good. Yeah, it works. Um, you kind of do a, a, a cross of PC gaming and mobile gaming because don't you have like a, a an emulator for like Android or something on your computer? Yeah, um, I don't use it terribly much, but I do have both BlueStacks and Knox that I'll use uh, from times before I had a smartphone. Oh, yeah. Which is the wrong order to do things in, but... Wow. The before times. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild shit. Yeah, I just use my phone. I'm just on my phone all the time. I work a desk job at home, so I just have, like, idle games going all the time, or I take a break to when my energy is back in, like, merge games or something to do that. But, yeah, which, uh, I guess one of the games we're talking about today is kind of an idle game. But uh, today, we're going to be talking primarily about Pokemon Quest and Solitarica. Pokemon Quest is on a billion different platforms. I just found out it's on Switch, and that's what I'm going to be playing it on now because I hate landscape games. I can get through with some of them, but as soon as a phone phone game is landscape, I just have such a hard time going through it. So um, I actually was just catching up on uh, Pokemon Quest on the Switch. Yeah, I was going to say, if you hadn't switched yet to Switch, <laughs> it's a weird sentence, uh, know that there is no like cross-save between the two. Switch is actually where I started. Oh. Um, and then when you talked about doing this, I re-downloaded it on my phone to to start again. And I got about to the same point, I think, in uh, in about two weeks. See, I, I think I started, I think it was on the 3DS or something. Um. And then I tried it on my phone and I didn't get very far. So I started over on my phone um, when we first talked about it like a month or two ago. And then I'm like, oh no, landscape. So then I just started it on my Switch, which is now I have idle games on my Switch. Because uh, we also talked about, um, what is the Dungeons and Dragons Idle Champions or something? Yeah, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Yes, uh, found out that that's on Switch too. So um, now I have more idle games i can have playing at the same time so this is this is what adhd does to you folks <laughs> <laughs> oh it's way too true yeah um yeah so uh you want to describe pokemon quest a little bit sure um pokemon quest i know we said idle a lot but it's not super idle yeah it's it's very much like simplest rpg which we you kind of derided oh yeah or <laughs> the same thing where it's an idle game in that you don't really control anything, but the game doesn't play when you have it turned off or in sleep mode or anything of that sort. Pokemon Quest is a game where 
you go to a new island to kind of discover what what Pokemon are there, research their habits, their their diets, do general researchy stuff that the game really doesn't talk about beyond the first cutscene. And you go, you start there and you befriend one Pokemon who joins a camp that you have of sorts. And you then use that uh, that one Pokemon, or uh, do you start with three? You start with one. You only start, okay. You can have it. You get two pretty quickly after that. Yeah, you get a team of three. I can't remember. I yeah, just, you get two more pretty quickly after. Yeah. Uh, but you take that one, you go out into like the first area, and it's uh, almost an auto battler sort of thing where you it it runs you through a stage. You encounter things. There's a little bit of RNG, and you attack back and forth. You can set the game to either auto use special attacks or you can manually control them. But there's no controlling the way that you like move around in the 2D space. And there's a boss at the end of each stage. They take about five ish minutes to get through. Um, and then at the end of it, you gain experience and potentially recruit other Pokemon into your team. You can find ingredients along the way and you can cook food to attract even more Pokemon after X number of, uh, exhibitions. Um, expeditions. Yeah. Expeditions. Words. Yeah. Words are hard. Indeed. Expeditions. And that's kind of how you build up your team. Generally, the further along that you get, you are going to find wild Pokemon that are stronger than your current team to kind of replace them in and out. Kind of like the actual Pokemon games, if I remember them correctly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. But if you ever get stuck, you can just sort of grind and work your way up as, as you kind of have to in the back half of the game. I think that about covers everything. Well, you uh, forgot to mention the art style is all cubey. The art style is all cubey and voxely. Yeah. And yeah, everything is everything is Minecraft squares. Um, which is, uh, it's pretty neat because like the island is called like Rumble. I, there's like some sort of Rumble Cube or something somewhere in there. I could be making that up. I don't, I don't even remember. That probably sounds familiar because if you've played, um, there's another subset of Pokemon games called Pokemon Rumble that was out on like the GameCube and the DS. And I think it was one on the 3DS. Um, and this is very much like an, an idler version of those games because you don't, you don't control anywhere near as much. Yeah. I think I also played Pokemon Rumble. Listen, I got on my 3DS one time. I played the, I played the 3DS one a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I downloaded like every free Pokemon game on the 3DS, which Pokemon Picross on the 3DS, they need to bring to me now. Um, you're really missing out. It's, I'm really missing out not having it on the, like, cause I hardly ever use my 3DS anymore. Also, I beat all the puzzles. Um, but uh, we already did it. I know, but I could do it again. Fair. Yeah, it's been a while. But but yeah, so um, yeah, you cook food, and it's like, oh, this food was mushrooms and a red thing, so you get a fire Pokemon. Uh, is usually how it goes. Like just like different recipes will get you will attract different Pokemon. Do you have like these cubes that you can give them to like boost their like attack and stuff? that you get after battles. I don't know. It's like you put these, these badges or cubes or something on them and it, it boosts their like critical hit and stuff like that. Yeah. Each, each Pokemon has a, like a three by three, almost yeah, yeah, bingo yeah. board of, of sorts. There are two different types of slots. There's attack slots and health slots because oh, those, those are the only two major stats in the entire game. 
Yeah. And those are kind of randomly generated. I have absolutely had a Pokemon with nine attack slots. And so it was weak, but could one shot a lot of things. Oh my God. Was <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, glass cannon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Glass cannon. It would, it would destroy until it got to a boss and then it just stayed dead the whole time. <laughs> the reason I call it a bingo card is because you, if you get three across or three vertically, then each Pokemon also has another three sets of random boons or buffs that they can get by getting three horizontal or three vertical. I don't think it does diagonal, but I don't remember off the top of my head uh, that make them even better. And you get more of these slots. You st- everybody, Every Pokemon starts out with one, and then as it levels up, it gets up to the ninth. Uh, all Pokemon will get nine slots by the time you max them out, um, but the rate that they... Uh, accrue them is a little bit random there's a lot of things that are just a little bit random in this game but nothing uh egregious yeah um yeah it's it's pretty fun and yes i did get on to simplest rpg for like the same thing of not being able to close it and do other shit and then i realized oh wait while i'm working uh it's really nice to just have a game open doing stuff that i can look at and tap on occasionally but primarily focus on work i've been trying to figure out how to how to focus more and somehow having an app open helps me focus <laughs> uh so that's kind of what i did with uh pokemon quest today well after i did the D one but uh, it's just have it open and, and tap on it occasion it's like oh yeah gotta make some more soup or whatever yeah it's it's pretty fun. It's really cute. I like the I like the art style. I like that Pokemon is always using like different art styles for different things and experimenting with stuff like that. Well, I guess like Pokemon Cafe is pretty normal. I haven't touched that one yet. I haven't got into it since like they did this big update for it that they announced, like one of the last uh Pokemon live whatever. Oh right, right. But uh yeah, it's 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 fine. It kinda reminds me of uh what was it, that Yokai Watch mobile game? Wait, there was a Yokai Watch mobile game? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. We're going to derail this right now. <laughs> I think it was a mobile game. Okay, watch mobile game. Oh, there's a whole category. Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> Never mind. This is a this is a rabbit hole for another time. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, now now you know. Look at Yokai Watch. But yeah, uh it's where like you know, you got to like swipe around and get like all of the one type of character because there's a bunch of characters and they get big and then you do stuff like that. I don't know how to describe it. It's like not match three, but it feels like match three. Oh, more like uh, like a Tetris attack or a puzzles and dragons kind of thing. Um, Well, because like it is all still full, like it's like a box that's full of different characters but you like merge them all into one big bubble. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't played Tetris the Tetris. Okay. Though. I get what you're talking about. But now it's been a while since I played Pokemon Cafe and I might just be remembering Yokai Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun too, but it has a, a just a normal cutesy, um, you know, Pokemon style. Uh, have you gotten into any of the other Pokemon mobile games? No. I keep wanting to try Masters and I keep downloading it and then getting distracted by other things. Oh, that's a mood. Yeah. I think I tried Masters for like two seconds and it didn't immediately hook me. So I'm like, I'll try again later. And I didn't. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't touched any of the other ones. Just Quest and I guess I've touched Masters, but that's about all you can say about it. You don't play Pokemon Go? I do not. Wild. Because I do not leave my house. Well, I don't either, but like, 
you know, like the other day I had to go pick up my friends from the airport. And so while I was just waiting outside the airport, there were like four Pokestops that I just kept spitting while I was waiting. <laughs> so um, you don't have to like leave and walk around necessarily, especially now because they added some features that are really helpful. Like during COVID times, they're like, oh, you're not actually supposed to like be leaving and going out a lot. So uh, they made it a lot easier to do stuff while just sitting in your house. I was also real lucky. One place I lived was right across the street from a Pokestop. So, so I'd get that a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I like catching Pokemon. I don't know. I feel like if I get Pokemon Go, it'll just fight with the Digimon game that I have and won't stop playing. So that's fair. <laughs> I, I was playing Pokemon Go pretty religiously for a couple of weeks. And then like one weekend, I just didn't. And it's like, cool, now I'm not playing it. And I'll just, it's kind of like the Sims <laughs> where it's like, you will play it for hours and then you'll forget about it for a year. That is that is the wildest thing about mobile games in general. Yeah. The entire MO of pretty much any mobile game is to get you to come back every day, multiple times a day and just keep going and going and going and doing these things that build up. Mm -hmm. And then... If you, for whatever reason in your life, just stop playing it for like two or three days, all of that addiction is just gone and there's no like will to do it anymore because why? I know. Yeah, I did that with uh, Fire Emblem. I recently hopped off again recently, Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, I remember when that Kingdom Hearts mobile game first came out, I played it like months straight, like every oh, day. Oh God, And then same. I didn't and I haven't looked at it again. <laughs> Uh, now it's gone. It's gone? I knew it was, like, over. I didn't know it was, like, gone. Yeah. I think... I don't know. There were definitely uh, some people in another Discord server that I'm on who were panicking, going, oh, I have to beat it before X date and get all the story. So I think it's gone. Oh, no. Why can't we just have a finished story and then just leave the app? That's my only gripe. I know I love idle games and clicker games and stuff that just 99% of the time don't have ends. Um, but I do like games that just end and you can just be over and maybe you'll play it again or maybe it's just over. Yeah. Well, you know, now that it's over, uh, there's less people, less people who are interested in staying up on everything because the story's closed. And, you know, it, the the company behind it is pretty small and doesn't have the money. You know, you may not have heard of them. It's just Disney. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's like, wait, do they outsource this to some tiny third party? Like, what? No. I don't know who the actual dev was, but it definitely had both Disney and Squeenix money, so... Yeah, yeah. Just want to play games. Um, speaking of games that have an end, Solitarica. Solitarica does have an end. It has several ends. Oh, you see, I'm bad at games, and I, I also get distracted really easily. So Solitarica is, what is it, like, Tri-Solitaire? You know, you'd see all those solitaire games pop up and there was like Tiki Island Solitaire and Farm Solitaire and Golf Solitaire. I've played all of those. I love them. Uh, <laughs> actually, fun fact, that Golf Solitaire game I played was like the first game discussed on the Besties podcast. Oh. Which cracks me up to no end. Anyway, so it's like you have a board of kind of in like solitary pyramid style except the rules instead of having to add up it's just like one above or one below and yeah it's like a solitaire rpg where you can play as different classes and have abilities and the bosses are shitty sometimes and get you and sometimes they're just fine that was a great description of what bosses do <laughs> yeah 
they they occasionally wreck you. It's fine. Yes. This where we talked about how like Pokemon Quest has some RNG, but it's not particularly you know offensive and it's it's relatively minor. This game has a lot of RNG in almost every mm-hmm. aspect of it. And sometimes you just get a combination of things that make it so that you cannot win. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really how it is. Because, yeah, you, you start off as a class, so you start getting abilities. Some of them are general abilities that every class could get, and some are, like, class-specific that focus on... What are the stats? There's defense, uh, magic. Is, is luck the stat, or is luck one of the... No, luck's not luck's not really a thing in this unless you're talking about like in a meta sense. There's <laughs> What's the green one? Yeah, everything's kind of color-coded. Yeah. There's orange which relates to like physical strength. There is blue which relates to to defense and and armor. Green is agility. It's your ability to agility. to manipulate cards in specific ways as to get chains of things or second chances. Yeah. And then there is purple, which represents magic. And what that means is healing and sort of chaotic damage. So if I were to contrast like the physical and magical offensive stuff, the the orange cards are very direct and you control them very well. It is get rid of one card in a stack of your choosing. Whereas the magic cards are this is going to send out three bolts and it's going to hit three things, but you have no control over where it goes or what it does. Yeah. So the magic is generally stronger, but you do not have the finesse with it that you do with everything else. And because this is uh, a sort of pyramids like game where you get to control, uh, you have to, you know, manipulate and go one up or one down and try and make very large chains to get through stuff quickly. Having, having a little bit of finesse can generally be better for you. Absolutely, especially since the cards that you destroy give you mana for each of those different colors. Yes. So you can't do an attack until you get that mana. So you might like want to specifically try to, it's like, oh, well, I really want more of the attack mana, so I'm going to focus on, on that. Um, or some of the bosses will do things like lock the cards to where there's, there's metal over it and you have to hit it like twice to actually get it out or um turns one into a bomb <laughs> and like just just other stuff like that oh i hate turning it into a bomb because not only does it turn it into a bomb but it turns it into a three yes and then a two and then a one which makes it very hard to actually destroy unless you have something to target it specifically yes 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 it's uh like either you have something to target specifically or you just get lucky on a draw it's like oh wait actually this is perfect for this yeah. But it rarely turns out like that. Or if you have the right green cards, you can just shuffle it back in and find it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my problem was I kept getting distracted with all the different classes. Yes. Uh, and I would play through as one class and not get very far and then play through as another class and not get very far and just keep unlocking classes. Oh, should we talk a little bit about what that means? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. So the classes are like, uh, cause you have the different stats. So like there's like a rogue type class that's focuses on agility. Is it the rogue that focuses on agility and attack? Yeah. So each class has, um, their own deck that is one to 13 ace to king of two of the suits. So like the rogue has orange and green cards in its deck. And every time you draw a card of that color, you gain one of that mana. Mm-hmm. So the rogue does focus on uh, on attack power and card manipulation. So that's kind of where its strengths lie. There is 
there's a class for every combination of two, and if you want to pay them a little bit more money, there's single stat decks as well. Uh, but there's like the beginner warrior that's attack and defense, and that's the one that comes with the free game when you get it. My personal favorite is the the monk, which is all defense and speed that lets you get absolutely ludicrous combos because it has a wild card as its basic green spell. Oh man. Yeah. The game gives you kind of a difficulty ranking for each of them because some of them are very difficult to use. Anything without defense, without ways to gain armor and protect yourself are kind of difficult as are ones without really reliable ways to attack like the bard, which is agility and willpower. It can it can manipulate cards and it can heal itself, but all of the like damage to the i just did air quotes on an audio podcast i shrug and make expressions and <laughs> hand gestures all the time all of all of the attacks that the bard can do come from just drawing your deck and and playing the cards there's not really a lot of strength to it so that's one of the more difficult classes to to utilize but does feel very good when you actually beat all 18 stages and get to the end and can win. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I like aesthetic more than practicality. So even though I'm I am not very good at the game, I kept going for like bard because I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna play a bard. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have yet to beat it. I think I got to the last cause because there's 18, would you call it like a, a boss rush? Would that be appropriate? I guess sort of. I don't know. I'm learning video game terms. I, I, I struggle to call them bosses because then this game has no normal enemies. Well, I mean, there are some games that's only boss rushes, right? Like, didn't... Yeah, I mean, I guess there's, like, Fury and Titan, I think, was the name of another one. And there there are some games like that. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I know some things sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's basically 18 enemies, but they're in, like, different sections, in different lands. And I think I got to the last or like the second to the last land and then I kept dying. It is it is not an easy game. No, it's it's very fun, though, because because it switches it up each time because this is a roguelike. I feel like I'm calling everything a roguelike, but roguelikes are just really in right now. They are. So it's a roguelike because you keep dying, but then you gain things that can like boost yourself for the future. And so you keep fighting the same bosses, except the bosses will have like different abilities that it will switch through. Like, they have some basic things that are for those bosses, but uh, they'll have different attributes, like, oh, like, one will be, like, a, a a beautiful, there was a leprechaun in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, the beautiful leprechaun, and beautiful will be, like, suddenly have a card where it's, like, what, one's, like, so stunning you can't look away, or they'll just pull different cards based off their attributes on occasion that um, will affect you, either make you can't attack, or... Like, they'll block out your abilities sometimes. And so that kind of switches it up because you never know exactly what you're going to be getting with each boss, even though you've already played them before. Yeah, and there's there's some stability to it. Like you, each particular boss type has a deck that it uses. Mm -hmm. And then each of those other traits give it, I think, two cards for that trait each into its 12-card deck. I don't remember exactly how many, but it, it shuffles... Um, a couple random things into something that is largely static, um, aside from it being shuffled and them coming out in a random order. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can get some really nasty combinations. If you have a boss that like stuns you a lot, which makes it so that you can't use your abilities, you can only draw and play like normal solitaire. And then it gets an ability that puts 
extra stuns into its deck, yes, you're just not doing anything that fight, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and it it's very difficult. Or you can get somebody that has like both poison and rage, oh which are two different ways to deal consistent damage to your character every turn. And there's some there's some pretty nasty things in there. But everything is beatable. Everything is possible, mm-hmm. even if like it sucks shit. It, it, I mean, RNG can can screw you over. I've definitely had runs where like I got to a fight and then just fl- kept flipping cards and literally did nothing until they beat me because I couldn't yeah. remove a single card from the board. But there's no like unwinnable combination of things outright. Yeah, because like you were saying, the the bosses do have like some static thing so like yeah you'll you'll go up against the boss and was like i know this boss is going to use stun all the time or drain my agility all the time and between each fight you can go to a shop and buy new spell cards or new items and you have so many slots and that's one of the things that you can level up between games is you can get like the whatever currency and like give yourself more item slots and, and stuff like that. So you have more choices and more more buffs that you can give yourself. So you can get like an item that throws like the first stun back at the opponent rather than you getting stunned. Um, and so you can you can adjust your uh, your build between each fight if you know what's coming up next to, to try to counter some of that. Right, right. You have to choose carefully, though. Money is not easy to come by yeah. unless you can rack up some really big combos with, with an agility deck. Yeah, or you get, like, really lucky on, what is it, like, one of the first, like, two or three bosses is, like, just a money bag. So, like, most of his cards are just money. Yeah, the the first boss... I guess there are bosses because each each section or each, like, biome, I guess, is three encounters, and then the third one is always kind of more difficult. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The most common first boss that you see, I think his name is, like, Lord Grumpington or whatever. Yeah. And he just likes turning all of the cards into money cards, which makes it more difficult for you to charge your techniques and spells because you're not getting any of those energy or mana types. But it also makes it so that you walk away from that fight with a whole lot of money to spend on the shop for the next area. Yep. So yeah, there'll be there'll be some little gimmicks like that. I, again, it's about strategy because some cards will have like one money and some will have like three and just kind of getting that. Or maybe you have like a lot of mana, so you try to find all the money cards. I, I just like how much strategy is in this because like I said, I played a lot of these. Um, is Tri-Peaks the name for this type of solitaire? Because it's not Pyramid because Pyramid sort of. It's it's very close to it's like a mix of tri peaks and like free cell or just regular solitaire. Oh yeah. Because you don't have any like overlapping cards. It's it's distinct columns. That's true. That's true. That's true. So the the gameplay is like tri peaks where you, you know, uh have your deck and you flip over a card and then you try to pull things into it by going uh, either up or down one number, but the layout is more traditional solitaire where it's just columns several even columns which sometimes the bosses will add another column for you yes there the bosses can do a lot of card manipulation too they can reshuffle all the cards and reduce the number of columns to make it more difficult for you to get combos because there's less things to choose from they can add cards to the back of columns either just through their own cards or through a status called regenerating Mm, yeah 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 there's the opposite there's the 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 like earthworm thing that looks kind of like off-brand onyx 
Yeah. Um, that has some very powerful attacks, but it destroys the cards and it can it can kill itself by destroying the last card. I think there's an achievement for it, actually. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is wonderful when you get across ones that do just kind of like screw over themselves. Yeah, because some of them do. Yeah. And yeah, it just that's what makes it interesting to keep going back because there's like even if you just play as the warrior, which is the automatically unlocked one, you know, the the items and spells you can get between uh, levels are are mostly random. I think there's some that are pretty consistent or there's like some that are more likely to show up in, in certain levels. But there, there's still enough variety there that like you can have like just almost like a deck building game, but with just solitaire. Yeah, it, it's got very, very light deck building elements. Yeah, like, which is the different spells that you can get and sort through. Yeah, the stuff that appears isn't entirely random. They do appear in specific spots. Yeah, because those mirror glasses, those stun mirror glasses appear, like, right before that that stun boss. Yeah, if you go to the catalog where you can look at everything you've unlocked... On the spells tab, it actually says, like, this appears in the shop between battles 2 and 16. This appears oh. in the shops between 9 and 18, or or whatever. Oh, nice. I did not know that. Yeah. It does not do that for the items, though, because they the items can kind of appear wherever, but uh, it becomes easier to gain the more rare items the further along that you go. That makes sense. Because, yeah, uh, the items I always like to get is uh, they have ones that start you off with mana. So you just grab the ones that are for your specialty to start you off with. And uh, that's always handy dandy. I actually tend to avoid those. Just go for the straight up extra health and armor. Oh, that's fair, too. And sit. And I save my money for nearer to the end game where you can find stuff like every time your damage gain an attack mana. Oh. or every time that you draw a two heal two health or or the kind of bigger things because money is again money's kind of difficult to come by so you uh you do have to kind of save and plan for the later stuff well i die too quickly for that to matter but uh what i did get is like one of the things you can unlock with like the currency you get from uh playing over and over again is you can unlock the cards for the classes to where like if you get like an ace then you'll get mana or you'll get healed a little bit or or something like that. Yeah, and there's each class has the three unlockables. You can make the ace, which is always gives you three energy of whatever color you drew. And then the queen and king are always different and they sort of depend on the class and they accentuate what abilities they already have. For example, the warrior class, the one that, that you start with for free, the queen says that when drawn, you damage a random back card. And since back cards can never have any like armored statuses on them or anything, you just automatically take out one random card that you can't see. And the king is, when drawn, it gives you two armor. Just straight up two free health, basically, that can overheal. That's essentially what armor is in this game. Yeah. Um, and they all have kind of similar to that, where they're not they're not game-breaking, but they definitely help you get farther. And they, they do fairly significantly enhance your abilities. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely adds a lot to the game that's just helpful like oh thank god i pulled an ace this time <laughs> yeah I, I just like all the the different options it has um even if i spent too much time on the different options and not really busting through but had fun that's what counts i can be a bard that dies all the time yeah it's okay i'm also a bard that dies all the time <laughs> <laughs> fantastic 
In fact, I, I find Bard to be the second hardest class to play. The first being the primal class Acrobat, which is only agility. So no attack power, no defense, no healing, mm. only moving cards around. And it's it's very difficult to get early on uh, past the first couple stages. But again, very great when you actually get far and can win with it. Yes, it's it's very satisfying. Uh, I, I forget, before you make any purchases, were there ads in this game? Uh, no. No, there are not. Okay. There are no ads, and there are no recurring purchases. Like, the currency that you use to upgrade all your stuff, a normal game would call that a premium currency. You cannot buy that. I, I almost called it a premium currency because that's just my default. But I'm like, no, you can't buy that. It's just what you get. There are two things you can buy in this that you can buy what was once the full game, which is six decks, I guess an extra five because you start with the warrior for free. Mm -hmm. And then there is a second upgrade that you can get, which gives you what are called primal decks, which are the just single color decks, which are, are very difficult to play as. And then that's it. Can't give them any more money. They don't let you. Those are pretty low, um, low cost. They were only a couple bucks each. Yeah, I think. I don't remember off the top of my head, but wasn't full game like five bucks and then the primal like three or something like that? It was something like that. I remember they were each less than 10. And because I just like when I enjoy a game and I see a thing is like, oh, I would like to get that thing. It only costs a couple of dollars. Yes, I will pay because I, I just treat it as like, what would I like pay for this game if I had to buy it? You know? Yeah. So that's that's how I try to limit like how much I buy. But like usually if some something has like give us a couple bucks to get rid of ads or to get this cool thing and then that's it. I love it. Some games are insane and want you to pay $90 to get rid of ads. And I'm like, no, thank you. Wait, hold what? Mm, what game has that? Oh, let me remember what it's called. I think it's uh, Tap Titans 2. Ooh, that is. They don't have ads everywhere. It's just like it, it has the, oh, you got this drop. Have an ad to like get the drop. So it's not like the worst but that's so much money. That's a lot of money. I thought, because there was another one, this one cat game that I really like, but has so many fucking ads. And that costs like 30 or $40 to get rid of ads. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Definitely one of the reasons I, I, I dropped off of the cat. I did play the cat game for a while though. I just like dealt with ads and whatever. I'll deal with ads because it's a cat game. Because you built like little furniture with cats. Are you uh, playing any other games right now? Not incredibly. I am playing a... Uh, totally not legal Digimon game. Fantastic. <laughs> Digital World Adventure Evolution. It is, honestly, if I'm going to describe it, it's going to sound not terribly exciting, and maybe that's because it isn't, but I really love Digimon, so. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a very kind of basic, just click on things to make your numbers go up four or five times a day. Oh, I love those. And then... And then and then see if you're better at PvP than the people who spend eight hundred dollars a week. God, fucking whales. And that's a true story. The number one person in the newest server says, "Hey, I give this game about eight hundred dollars a week. The devs kind of listen to me." Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. If you send eight hundred, I wish I had that much money to just spend on a game. I say I make eight hundred every two weeks. I don't right? know. What <laughs> Just a, just a blow on a mobile game I like. Yeah. Like, dang. Yeah, that was my problem. That's one of the th reasons I'm glad I stopped uh, playing a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes because, you know, it's a gotcha game and it got me good. Honestly, you know what? I got the Halloween Robins. That's all I care about. They're wolf dragons. What else do I need? I got the best characters. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, honestly, 
I'm good until next Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could just take the whole month of October off to just like do all the mobile game events, just spend my time doing it because I'm playing, I'm going back and forth between like four or five games right now. And two of them are merge games that I just spent so much time trying to do the holiday stuff. And I ended up not maxing it out, which really only made me upset in one of them because I was going to get a different like board for the merge it was going to be a halloween board and halloween's my thing man and now i can't unlock it and i'm so sad they don't they don't give you the option to get it next year i don't know maybe i i'm not sure this game has been out that long uh i think this was the first time it's had this event it's a merge masters if you've seen an advertisement with a witch telling you you're merging things wrong i have seen a lot of very strange ads for merge games and i don't know which is which anymore okay well it's not a merge game where the woman is divorced or a single mom or has her house burned down or her grandma convicted for murder which i think (laughs) summarizes all the other merge games. that's that covers all of them actually yeah it's not those. <laughs> there are so many, why are so many advertisements like, this is divorced single mom now. D- divorced single mom moves to a mansion in the countryside that's overgrown with weeds. Yeah. Merge stuff together so that she can get some trimmers to open Basically, up a door and not cut the weeds. No. Whatever. Or like, or like, now she makes pies this cafe. It's so funny how many... How many of they just, like, get dropped off by a taxi at a burning building and they don't notice until the taxi drives off? Like, I'm sorry. If a taxi driver, like, brings me to a burning building and doesn't go, hey, that's on fire, though. Like. <laughs> oh, this is what they paid for. Maybe they're into it. Whatever. Yeah. We are way off track. Listen, mobile game ads are part of mobile games. That's just how it is. They are. They are. That's how I find new also, games, unfortunately. This is what happens when two ADHD people try to do a podcast together. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Which, I wanted to talk about one game I've been playing. Uh, not the ones I just talked about. Uh, Farm RPG. Have you looked at that at all? I haven't, but I've seen you talking about it a lot. God, I love this game. It's also on browser. I definitely prefer it on mobile. But they basically just took the browser game and like, put it on a mobile app like it's not like a different thing it's just the website on an app yeah um which is great it's fine it's just like like they have a premium currency but you can earn it all the goddamn time in the game so you pretty much only buy the premium currency if you like really want to increase like your stamina or your inventory they even have they now have these buildings you can buy that every day increases your stamina or inventory by one or two I just really like it. It's a pretty new game and they're still um, adding a lot more features and listening to community feedback. Like I said, like there's an option to pay for things, but it's really not a pressure thing or anything. Like it's fine. Farming, fishing, and exploring are kind of the three main things, but there's also a steak market where you buy steaks or kebabs and, you know, just trade them out. Like the kebabs are, their price changes hourly and the steaks change daily. It's just got a lot of neat features like that and they're they're always they have like a website specifically that you go to to add a suggestion and other people can upvote it or comment on it for them to like take into account so it's uh it's really neat and they had an halloween event too that i i was able to complete it was it was a lot of fun nice yeah because you get events or you get like uh, uh tasks that people hey go get me this much fish or whatever and they give you stuff because like some of them will give you like the in-game they're the premium currency so it's it's really cool i'm i'm really enjoying it i feel like the um the main person behind it is really like doing things the right way as far as like listening to people and not like 
you know, trying to get you to just give tons of money. Like, um, he has a Patreon and if you sign up for it, you get like, like depending on the level, you get certain amount of premium currency every month. And then you can also be a beta, beta tester at one level and like an alpha tester at a higher level. So you get to try out new things. I just really like how he's doing everything. I like how the game progresses. It's, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's, it's both browser and mobile and it's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing when when devs, especially mobile devs, when this is a very greedy market, actually take the time to listen to player feedback and change things based on even people who aren't paying them $800 a week. Yeah, it's it's really nice. They've definitely added some like life improvement stuff just from people being like, hey, so this kind of sucks to do. (laughs) So so it's good. And that's mostly what you can get with the currency is is more like quality of life stuff to just make things a little bit easier rather than like anything super important. So yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I've been playing the shit out of it. It's got a really engaged community too. And, and they engage with it. Like there's, uh, you can go to the library and the library has links to like official stuff from like the actual devs. But then they also link to like well-known community members will like make lists of items or like fucking calculators for how many pigs to buy to sell and like all this other shit. Just really get into it. And they have like just links on the app or website for all of that. So they're, they're very engaged with the community. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> it is. I can't stop talking about it. And uh, it actually got mentioned on, I found out about it because it got mentioned on uh, the Besties podcast, which is a video game podcast. And I wish they would talk about mobile games more. They used to talk about mobile games a lot in like the first year or so. Yeah, they haven't done that since the most recent like iteration of it when when they were brought back by Spotify. Yeah, they they've uh, mentioned a little bit, but yeah, it was uh, Griffin and Justin mentioned Farm RPG, so I started to play. Every time they mention a mobile game and it sounds mildly interesting, I download it. Sometimes I regret it. Like Griffin suggested one, it was like SNKR or SNRK or something like that. It was like a snake type game. Oh, I sucked at that. I uninstalled that so quick. I was so bad. I don't got the reflexes. But yeah, no, uh, I've also just been listening to the Besties back catalog and they've just been saying games. I've been downloading them. I could talk about games for another like 70 hours. This is why I have a podcast about it, but it's been almost an hour of recording and I'm sure some of that will be cut out, but gosh dang. I mean, I'm good for another 70 hours if you are. Right, like here, we'll just do all the episodes now (laughs) for the next year and we'll just splice it up. Because yeah, there was one, you know what? I'm just going to talk some more if you're not like busy. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Domi would love like, here, we did it. And then you just drop like a 10 gigabyte audio file. Oh, hi there. It's me, Domi, the editor. I just wanted to drop in and make a quick editor's note to remind the host and co-host that I, in fact, control their voices and can make them sound more awkward at my leisure. They should heavily consider this before sending me any obnoxiously large files in the future. Thank you. Back to the show. Oh, but Universal Paperclips. Have you played that? I haven't even heard of that. It is a browser and phone game. I've heard it's better on browser. I feel like they made something else that was really known, but now I can't remember what. But it is an idle clicker game that has an end. Oh. I just haven't gotten to the end yet. I just loaded it up. This looks like, oh God, do you remember in high school on a TI-83, just a game called Drug Wars? I don't remember Drug Wars, no. Oh, uh, it was it was a, a very popular just like calculator game when I was in high school and it was just a real basic idle clicker gain money to do bigger thing to gain more money. But it had a like drug lord kind of overtone to it. That's what this looks like at a glance, except with paper clips. Yeah, no, um, I 
I love games like this. Like there's a candy box. Uh, what is it? The kitten, the kittens game, a dark room, a dark room. So good. Bunch of stuff like that. And I just love these basic ass, barely any images or no images at all. And you just like numbers go up and then a new option pops up when you get certain numbers and you click and there's more numbers. It's very basic, but it, it does have an end that uh, you can reach it just like a, um, a couple of days um, if you like have it open in a browser and just leave it open. But yeah, it's it's really neat. And I paid like it's a dollar on a mobile, but like I'll pay a dollar for a neat mobile game. I have no idea if all my clicks came through, but I basically did enough to gain auto clippers and now it's just going. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't think I heard your clips. So <laughs> so it should be good. I mean, if not, it can get edited out. I love clicker games like that. They are very addicting. But yeah, so now you're addicted. Congrats. Yay. Yeah, was there uh Anything else you wanted to cover with the games we talked about or uh, any other games you really want to talk about? I did forget one thing when talking about Solitarica mm-hmm. is that there is, I don't really want to call it a post game, but after you beat the game, there is a hard mode unlocked for that deck. Oh. Which is the same game. Yeah. But it's 28 consecutive stages instead of 18. Oh, Jesus. God, I can't even get to 18. No, that's that's cool, though. Oh, yeah, because you said there were multiple endings. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's the same ending. You get to Emperor Stuck's castle. I don't think we ever mentioned the boss, like the big bad's name. Oh, yeah. It's Emperor Stuck. He's making all the cards all gooey. Yeah. And you need to fix it. That's the whole plot. Yeah. He makes fun of you (laughs) as you go to different areas. It's like, oh, well, it's fine that you left that one. Yeah. Well, just watch out for, watch out for this one. Yeah. Get some chapstick. It's going to be dry. Yeah. You get to the end, you beat him. Emperor Stuck is just all status effects all the time and it's a monster to deal with but if you beat him you get a whole lot of the like special meta currency and then you get the opportunity to do a 28 game run with with that deck in particular that's cool stuff i need to go back and like beat it maybe actually choose one that has defense instead of trying to play a bard the bard's still fun it is still fun but i want to beat the game (laughs) (laughs) cool i'll i'll have to yeah i forgot about the fucking bad guy it's just so funny. It's like just a, a kind of funny, quirky game. It is. It's uh, The game is all about mechanics and the, the plot and like lore and, and theme of it all is very secondary. It's a card game first and foremost. Yes. Also available on PC for $10. Oh, yeah, because I saw you playing. I saw it showing up on your uh, yeah. uh, Discord. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. Uh, I played the PC version of it first. It is much like Pokemon Quest, another one that you cannot transfer progress from, which really sucks. Yeah. And you'll probably never be able to do that because the last time they updated it was in March 2021. But it's still fun. Yeah, it is. It's fun enough that I did all 10 decks all the way through on hard mode. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I guess. I I have probably 200 hours clocked in a solitaire game. Christ. I mean, I have no idea how much I've, I've clocked in like any of my mobile games, but like I think the only PC game I have that much in is like Dragon Age Origins. You know what? That was just a guess on my part. I really love that Google at least does not tell you how much time you've put into a game like Steam or Sony like to shove in your face. I don't need to know. Yeah. Sometimes I want to know, like, cause, uh, do you get like the updates? Like your, uh, here's how your past week on your phone was. And it's like, you had I this absolutely app do not. for 12 hours. I don't want to. <laughs> I get those. It's, it's very funny. Cause it's just always like a, a one or two mobile games up there. It's like, you just played so much. 
I do get the, um, hey, there's this thing idling in the background that's using up a lot of battery. Do you want to close it? And it's always it's always the fake Digimon thing that never closes properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. That game fucking eats my battery. I would not be surprised if it comes out at some point and I figure like, oh, this has been doing crypto mining in the background the whole time. Whoops. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so funny, especially since someone is paying $800 every every week. Yeah. Just getting all the money. Yeah, that's that's good. So you said that's a, a not legal game? So it's like... Oh yeah, it is definitely not made by Toei or Bandai, or anybody who has the Digimon license in any territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been able to get away with this for very long. I think they're based in Korea, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, because um, there is a, a clone of this game for Pokemon, for Dragon Ball Z, and something else that I've forgotten, because I don't play any of the, any of the other three. Yeah, that's wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 100% not legal, but the the official digimon games suck out of control so <laughs> gotta gotta get your digimon what you can yeah it's a great franchise everybody go watch digimon ghost game is that the latest one that's the one that that's the one that's going on right now yeah. that callum and i won't shut up about in your server listen that's why i made a channel for y'all <laughs> so, so you could like and i've made this and i've muted this and i never have to see it again i mean sometimes i go in there but uh, that way at least it doesn't clog up like general or something <laughs> yeah 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 uh no i get you yeah no it's it's it's, it's i don't know they're cute that's kind of like where i am with magic the gathering it's like well the art's nice <laughs> yeah but yeah before i get started talking about magic the gathering arena on the phone i think this is a good place to wrap it up yeah so i'll i'll have other co-hosts on maybe um there's been some scheduling conflicts and i might still have episodes where it's just me but yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun i like talking to people as for, for mobile games as you can tell because i don't want to stop the episode <laughs> so yeah and i'll i'll see you guys in in two weeks hopefully by this point i'll have a lot recorded and have it up a lot more regularly if you guys have any game suggestions always feel free to check out my twitter fake gamer bro i also just talk about mobile games there in general not just about the podcast so if you want to see me like rage because i couldn't get a pokemon in, in pokemon go or something then go there <laughs> and yeah uh justin do you have anything you want to plug Yes, everybody, if you like D&D, uh, go listen to Bard Rock Cafe. It is a D&D podcast where every single cast member has wild magic, so... Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, every time somebody casts a spell, and every time somebody rolls a natural 1 or 20 for any reason whatsoever, uh, that wild magic triggers... Uh, the DM has individual wild magic tables for each one of us based off character oh, class and shit. subclass, and he won't share them with us. Oh, man. And depending on depending on when this goes up, I may or may not be a part of it yet because I joined about halfway. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I, I do have it in my subscription with a billion other podcasts. Um, I'll definitely tell Dami about that because um, she fucking loves wild magic. And yeah. Also, don't let the audio quality put you off. It gets a lot better by episode 10 when yeah. uh, they can afford to buy everybody proper mics. It's it's not it's not good at the beginning. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That's how it be sometimes. I only started off good because 
I told my friend I wanted to start a podcast around my birthday. So for my birthday, he got me a mic. Nice. But yeah, cool. So go go check that out. Definitely. I'm going to have to actually listen to it uh, instead of just having it and like a hundred other podcasts just sit in my podcast app. <laughs> um, and yeah, and we'll, we'll be back in two weeks. Maybe with Justin again. Maybe with someone else. Who knows? It's a surprise. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Send us games and um, yeah, have fun. Hey, I forgot to do a proper outro because I am nothing if not professional. So just a quick shout out to Danny the Spoon Lord, my Muse level patron, uh, gets a special shout out on each episode theoretically. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much to Dami, my uh, editor and the person who made the theme song. Um, it is Puzzlin' uh, by Domino Thief on SoundCloud, so go check that out. And um, if you want to see links to everything else, check out fakegamerbro.card. That's C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. And that'll have links to, you know, my Patreon, to Twitter, to YouTube, to just about everything you could want. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And if you want to support me and get some behind the scenes access to stuff, along with other things I'm working on, check me out at uh, JaxYax on Patreon. Thank you to Dami for editing the show and for our theme song, which you can find at Domino Thief on SoundCloud and in the show's notes. Also, thank you to our fakest fan tier member, Danny the Spoon Lord, for your support. If you'd like to get a shout out or just support the podcast, head on over to ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks, link also found in the show notes, and sign up for as little as $1 a month. For all other links, head over to jacksyaks.com where you can always find the latest information. Thanks for listening!